I couldn't say that out loud at the time, though. I didn't want to be called gay. Yeah, well, I mean, look, there's a fine line between gay and just soft. Mm. And and I, like, it, it gives me the heebie-jeebies, like, when people do their, like, little, like, dog talk. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, when like the like, baby talk type I've, shit. Mm, it yeah. just grosses me out. I even have, like, um, because it's, like... It's almost like the like high school like boyfriend and a girlfriend talking to each other. Yeah. And they don't realize that everyone else can hear them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, God. I'm like embarrassed for you that you have a girlfriend, dude. I know, and dude. And I wish I had a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so I could talk like that. <laughs> so I could say stuff's cute. Yeah, and I think girlfriends are a little different. Like, you know, my my voice tonal quality definitely changes when I talk to my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. But it's not like I'm talking to, like, a a dog, you know? Not that, you know what I mean? It's not that much. It's just, like, I don't use, I don't talk to my girlfriend, like, using this voice. Yeah, Not like, yo, Liv, check this out. Yeah. Do you want to go to the movies tonight with me? But also, like, if you're talking to a dog, you're going to be like, do you want to go to the movies? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go to the movies? Yeah, yeah. It's okay to sound stupider when you talk yeah. to a dog. You're like, oh, you just, like, sound excited about everything. Yeah, just get it stoked. But don't be like, oh, and when people do the thing where they, um, where they, like, like, speak his conscious, like, he's like, oh, don't yeah. pick me up, daddy. I'm like, stop that, dude. Yeah. Stop that. And Especially that's, when it's, like, weird shit like that. That one's... Like, I like I like doing it. I like narrating animals' thoughts. Mm-hmm. I think it is fun. It's it a is fun, fun bit. Yes, but it's not like mm, don't give me a soft smudge, daddy. <laughs> it's like, bro, are you like, are you fucking that You're dog? Freaking everyone out, yeah, bro! Like, what the Jesus, fuck? Jesus, what kind of fantasy are you living in? Yeah, this dog calls you daddy. <laughs> weird. <laughs> is it like a weird kink thing? Yeah. Or like, did you fuck a dog and then that dog had that dog? <laughs> That one is almost so bad. I don't even excuse it when girls do it. Obviously, girls get way more leeway. Girls are allowed to use a different voice when they talk to a uh, like a baby or like a dog, and that's like that's fine. I don't I don't think two ways about it. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, it would almost be weird in the opposite direction if a girl didn't kind of get a little like weirder voice when she talked to a dog. Mm-hmm. Like if a girl's just talking to a dog, like, "Hey, what's up, man?" It just kind of like. You do a voice or something. Hey. You're a chick. Hey. <laughs> hey, bitch. Like, whoa. What's up, bitch? <laughs> like, what, do you not? Are you not a girl? <laughs> um, yeah, so those are, you know, just rules of, of dog dog talking. Dog rules. Gotta be honest, wasn't expecting that to Neither be Neither of us have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm afraid of what I might sound like. <laughs> Open up the podcast. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey. Hey, live from the studio. <laughs> I got my little snuggle buddy here with us. <laughs> it is rascal. <laughs> I'm Jimmy Seleski. I'm Eric Glazer. And we're coming at you. You know, enough of that dog talk. We got bigger, bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Um. I guess the only maybe the only fish I'm aware of. You know, the good thing about that metaphor is that now the fish that we're frying are closer to home. If you live in Florida, get it? It's a flood joke. My girlfriend flew back early, um, Mm. uh, because we're supposed to go to a wedding this weekend, Mm -hmm. and uh, it was a good pick. I, of course, I think everything's a hoax, including well, weather is one of my biggest hoaxes. Um, so I thought that like. Her, it, it's always crazy with hurricanes because with anything like that, just like anything, it's not just weather. 
but with anything, it's always not a thing until it is. Yeah. And then one day well, you just wake all up. The, all the forecasts were saying that it was going to hit like uh, Cuba and Puerto Rico and shit and then just go out into the ocean and be done. Yeah, and you're like, who cares? And then mm-hmm. like, I think on Saturday... I was up in West Virginia over the weekend doing a little spa trip for me and Liz's B-Days. Safe and sound from the hurricane. Safe and sound from the hurricane, off in the mountains in our little tiny home Airbnb. Love it. I got the I got the the ring that uh, Florida's governor issued a state of emergency for uh, the her- impending hurricane, and me and Joey were supposed to fly down there on monday i thought you were gonna say you like for you were getting shoot. engaged because no. like a little weekend getaway like i got the ring i was like dude what the fuck no okay okay the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck the fuck we're are only you talking 30 about, for bitch. crying out loud <laughs> jesus christ what are we 30 think i'm getting fucking married <laughs> <laughs> no you got the ring from you know from joey <laughs> from joey <laughs> uh that uh that yeah, the the hurricane was actually going to be the path switched to literally a straight line of where we were going to be landing and then shooting our video in Florida. Wow! And uh, yeah, that's needless to say that trip got canceled last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, thank God. Postponed um, or canceled? Postponed. 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 Um, TBD. We're yes. still figuring out when we're going to do it. Just because, like, I'm sure. We got to wait a little bit for nature to heal because yeah. I'm sure it's probably like if we went down there now to shoot, like all the water is going to be muddy, like yeah. all the branches are going to be broken off trees and shit. And like, yeah, you want to yeah. go there when water's clean in the streets, you exactly. Know? Three yeah. feet of nice, clear water, you can see the lanes when exactly. you're driving, you know. Yeah. It's murky right now, it's too murky right now. There could be gators in that water, yeah. That's a that's a that's a major. Uh, downside of living in Florida, you know, I've been there twice in the past year and, uh, everything seemed up. I was like, this is awesome. This is a good state. And then boom, you're like, oh yeah, they are in the middle of water. (laughs) (laughs) They often become not land anymore. Yeah. Yeah. They turn into bikini bottom every (laughs) couple of years. It's fucking insane, dude. That's something that like, you know, we as Marylanders, we don't deal with that as often. You know, we have... We, have we had the, Irene a long ass time ago, right? Yeah, we get like the, I don't like and how that was just the Eastern Shore. Yeah, we get the white trash names for we get Hurricane Sandy. Mm-hmm. Really, that's our you guys get Hurricane Sandy. Ian, Irene, Irene. Yeah, Ian's not gonna hit us. Ian's, Ian's not fucking gonna, working on. Ian Wall doesn't Street want right the now. smoke up here, dude. No, you know, Ian sounds like a guy that's in your group project that does all the work. Exactly. You know, that's Andrew. Hurricane Andrew was the other one mm-hmm. that they had. Andrew sounds like a stand-up guy. You know, Hurricane Andy, Hurricane Drew maybe was not not as good. You yeah, know? Drew. That's that's when it finally hits Maryland. Yeah, Hurricane <laughs> Drew is when it makes its way up the Chesapeake. You're like, oh fucking Drew, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So shouts out to Florida, the state of Florida. You know, shouts out to also Cuba. I know we're not allowed mm-hmm. to talk about you guys and vice versa. I know there's an embargo on us acknowledging each other's existence, but shouts out to you guys for um, you know, yeah, I don't know what Cuba's the heart attack gun and yeah, a bunch of other cool stuff. Yeah, and Puerto Rico also didn't they just get over a hurricane? Yeah, they just got over a hurricane um, <laughs> not too long ago. I think like their power grid was still fucked up. Yeah, and uh, I I saw like a bunch of people like 
Puerto Rico has become like a cryptocurrency tax haven. <laughs> so like a bunch of like crypto millionaires recently all moved to Puerto Rico so they could like embezzle their money easier. I love that. And then instantly like, oh, power's out. I guess all my money's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Someone can erase my wealth by unplugging my computer. <laughs> oh, shit. Maybe I should have thought this through. Yeah, I love how Puerto Rico, like, they they finally, like, I like to imagine, like, they finally got their power grid straightened out. They were like, yeah. and we're back online. And the first thing they see on TV is like a hurricane. And God, like, God damn it, dude. Jesus Christ. And Ian sounds like a crypto guy, too. Ian, Ian sounds like. Ian is a crypto guy. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's insane. I saw some videos of some sharks in the street and shit. Ooh. You see that video? I saw the time lapse in, like, Foy fort myers where like in 20 minutes it went from zero to six feet of water in the streets like that kind of shit is so scary it's i think one of the and this has got to be a dream that i'm sure you've had i've had this on countless occasions the tidal wave dream have you ever had oh, that, that is a dream of mine it's, i would love to be in a tidal. <laughs> no, i've always dreamt of just surfing the tidal wave like the fucking the raisin brand sun guy i don't know why i'm picturing the raisin brand sun guy but just like surfing, you know, it's like that dream is common for me where I'm just like somewhere and then I just look out and there's just gigantic no, like I've never wall. had that dream. But as a kid at the beach, I remember being very, very little mm -hmm. and like I was playing near the where the waves were breaking. And then all of a sudden I just saw like the biggest wave I've ever seen in my life literally just like face to face with me and just smash on me. Oh my goodness. And that was like that made me not want to swim in the water for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, that's one of your first it, it's good that you got that young, you know, like you gotta have respect for nature. And yeah. I think that every now and then, you know, like it's amazing because there's certain things that um, you know, you get so caught up in just the comforts of modern society that you lose touch with the fact that like no like one of the other big giveaways not to get too far off track but like just thinking about like how the um the pipeline the Nord Stream pipeline was just blown up mm. the major pipeline from that like delivers fuel to the to the European Union the EU and like I didn't even hear about that so basically um they don't know who did it mm. But the major pipeline that delivers like fossil fuels, natural gas, I don't know what the fuck it is, to Europe. And that's like primarily where they get their fuels to like for all their energy. Mm -hmm. And it comes from Russia. And that was blown up. Mm. And uh, who could have done that? Who could have done such a thing? I think that's the question on everyone's mind. We're all just mind boggled by just who could have done such a thing. Um, and, and one of the things I hear people talk about a lot is that like, uh, if you're Putin, first of all, I know we don't talk too much about the the the, the conflict in Ukraine a lot on this podcast, mainly because yeah, I don't know shit. About I don't it. know shit about it. I decided a long time ago that I, uh, much like the hurricane, I keep seeing people post about like Putin is like Russia's losing, Putin's losing, and then I saw today Putin's like. Yeah, I'm actually announcing that we are annexing four new parts of Ukraine today. <laughs> yeah. So like, we're just going to keep expanding in is, and yeah, no is one's going to stop me, apparently. Here's the thing that Russia has always got that, um, first of all, Russia is, I guess, they are, the, they are a true second world country, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like, I know on the last podcast we discussed first degree, second degree murder, first degree, second degree cheating. 
and first world, third world countries. And we always were kind of saying like, what well, the we're fuck? saying like there's never second degree. It's always either first or third. Yes. Um, Russia is, if I had to put my chips down for a second world country, it's Russia. Mm. Um, may, I wouldn't say China as much, but definitely Russia. Like they strike me as this country that's like a lot of it is like, oh, yeah, like, you know, we got cities and like we have big buildings and like, you know, we, we're like definitely up there. But like for the most of those people, like they are so in tune with just like surviving the elements and just like like the whole way that they like dealt with the conflict in World War Two was like they kind of won World War Two by forcing Hitler to come to them. Because they understand the power of, like, geographical uh, advantages. Like, dude, we're the biggest country in terms of, like, just raw landmass. Like, they're fucking huge. Mm -hmm. They're technically a European country. I, I think they technically are considered a European country. They're definitely not considered an Asian country. Like, when you yeah. think of Asia, you don't think Russia, you know? Like, China's part of Asia, obviously. Russia is, like, that's, you know, it seems European to me. Um... They're huge, though, and most of it is just endless snow, mm -hmm. just a gigantic tundra of snow. And they knew they're like, all right, Hitler, you want to come over here and fucking take over Russia? Meet us here. Yeah. Meet us. Meet us through the, pull up. the wasteland that yeah. is Siberia. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to fucking get 300 miles in and you're going to realize, oh, shit, we don't have enough food or supplies or anything to make it the rest of the 3,000 miles to the first major fucking city. Like, yeah. I don't know what the fucking deal is over there. All I know is, is they understand that, like, dude, yeah, you guys in the West, you have, like, all your comforts. But, like, we lose touch with just how comfortable we are that with the flick of a switch, a, a literal flick of a switch, it turns your whole world upside down. And so Russia, from my understanding, Putin has kind of been playing this long game with this war. So he knows that, like, yeah, these oil sanctions now, they work, blah, 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 fucking blah. Like, yeah, you can fucking raise gas prices and do this, do that. But when winter hits and you're in fucking Switzerland and you're in Germany, it gets fucking cold there. And guess what? If you're not getting fuel... You're going to be crawling back to us, especially if we blow up the main pipeline that gives you fuel. You're mm. fucked. Like you can sit there in your cafe right now and it's fall and you're like, oh, yeah, pumpkins and blah, blah, blah. Wait till January, bitch. Wait till January and it's $500 a month to heat your fucking house. Because guess what? I don't know if anybody's familiar with the month of January. It's the worst month of the year. There's no notable holidays. It's only notable holiday is Hangover day. Uh, hangover day, a.k.a. New Year's Day. The worst holiday because it directly follows what many people consider to be one of the best holidays, New Year's Eve, but that's December. That's December, all right? By the time the ball drops and you're officially in the next year, it's like, okay, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Now I'm hungover. I'm immediately hungover. So January is cold as fuck in Maryland. I can only imagine it's pretty fucking cold in Poland, in Ukraine, in Germany, in all, you know, various assorted countries that I can't name right now in Europe. Once that hits, I think that's kind of what they're going for, dude. Mm -hmm. You know, so I did, I said not to get too far off track, but way off track. But just respect for nature, dude. Just understanding that, like, every now and then you kind of get hit with something like a hurricane and you're like, oh, yeah, we're kind of bitches compared to Earth. Yeah. You know, like... 
We built Miami. Yes. We got bottle service at this club. Yes. But also... Yeah, that club is gone now. The club is gone. (laughs) The club is gone. My house is underwater right now. You know? It's just insane, dude. It really is. You see those videos where, like, people are, like, driving their cars into their living rooms to save them? No. And shit like that? Yeah. I saw a video. Someone, like, drove their Mustang into their living room and then, like, boarded up their house so then it didn't get ruined. And I saw another video where a guy, like... He was taking a video of his garage and his two like supercars were just floating around like pinging off of each other. Oh my God. Yeah, you got to have like a whole different level of insurance down there too. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly. Because I bet like regular just like, you know, homeowner's insurance, like it never accounts for an act of God mm-hmm. because like insurance companies suck mm-hmm. and are just there to scam you. Mm-hmm. Um, they're anti-God, really. Insurance is anti-God. Yeah. They don't believe in acts of God, even though that's usually... Isn't everything an act of God? I mean, technically, hurricanes and um, like global warming aren't an act of God. It's human-made problems. So I wonder if there's going to be like a giant like court case about that in the future. You mean hurricanes being a result of global warming, perhaps? Yeah. Um, potentially you can make that argument also Florida hurricanes. I mean, they get them a lot, but Mm -hmm. also like, I feel like the frequency of very bad storms and, uh, like even up here, I feel like storms have been like worse Mm -hmm. this year than I've remembered. So you think we sue Exxon? Uh, no, I think we sue the insurance companies and be like, hey, these aren't acts of God anymore. This is like our fault that the nature is getting this bad. They have, I, from my understanding, insurance companies, uh, like, okay, so here's, here's the difference in terms of act of God as I've under, come to understand it, uh, in terms of the act of God that we had in this studio recently, not recently, so two years ago now, amazingly mm-hmm. enough, but, uh, that, okay, so like. A hurricane, that's a natural disaster, mm. which I think is a great terminology. If you really break it down, it's like natural disaster. You're like, wow, that's harsh. Um, I mean, it sums it up pretty well. It pretty much does. It's yeah. it's one of the, it just envelops everything in there. Um, if you live in Maryland and lightning strikes your studio and causes all of your new equipment to break, that's kind of an act of God. Yeah, but you can also lie about it. <laughs> yeah, you can lie about that. You could if you, you could. wanted to. Not this is all hypotheticals. Yeah. An act of me would be to lie. <laughs> Let's say. <laughs> does does insurance cover an act of me? <laughs> yes. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Because that's usually an act of me is what really fucks up most things in my life. <laughs> Whoops. That was totally, I do that? that was totally me. <laughs> I'd love to say that was God, but that was me. Um, hurricanes, they have hurricane insurance. And honestly, if I lived in Florida, like, dude, it's a massive payday for a lot of those people. Uh, if you're an insurance guy right now, you are loving life. Um not the insurance companies, mm-hmm. but if you're a guy who works as a person in insurance, you are having the best year of your life, dude. I mean, I have had friends that have made their fortunes 
off of hurricanes. My friends made $300,000 in one year off of Hurricane Katrina by going down to New Orleans and just writing up claims, total losses on entire houses. I mean, doesn't that sounds kind of evil, though? Doesn't it? Well, yes. And it it (laughs) sounds. People making their fortune off people's like personal and financial disasters. That is one way to think about it. I thought about that way too. But since I, uh, you know, am a licensed insurance agent, I am obliged. uh, I think my license is still uh, uh, in activity. I don't know. Um, I would say this uh, when your house has been swept away by a hurricane, Probably your favorite person ever is the guy that flies down and writes you a $200,000 check. Yeah, that's fair. I just, I guess, um, in my head, they're getting paid so much because they're fucking people out of getting those checks. Um, well, here's the other thing. And here's what blew my mind about insurance and how you, it all, it's counterintuitive to everything I thought. They get paid a commission rate. Um, the higher amount of claim they write, they get paid a percentage of how much the claim is. So there's actually a monetary no, there's incentive. There's an incentive for them to give out money. More money, yes. Ooh, which is strange. Okay. Because you would think that like... You think it would be the opposite. Yes, exactly. You would think that like the smaller they can get away with writing the claim. In fact, to this day, I don't quite understand that. I don't understand <laughs> that at all. I've It's been sitting in my mind... I don't understand it so much that I might actually have it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> from the from the best of my knowledge, my friends that did it, like they would go to a house and like they would just be hoping that like there was just because like there's like parameters. It's like okay, if X percentage of the roof is fucked up, then that qualifies for a total loss on the roof, and you can just pay for a whole new roof. And they would just be like praying that like, please let there be one more shingle fucked up. Like we're so close. If there's one more shingle, like I can just fucking write this whole roof off. Otherwise I have to write it off as a partial, like this quadrant. And that's ass because you don't get as much money, you know? So it's like, I'm pretty sure that that is the case, that that's how it works. And to this day, it's just sat in this little toy box in the back of my mind of things I don't get. Things that I have just... Like, I, I, I like to think that I kind of have a, a decently well-put-together idea of how the world works, but that is one of those things that just the puzzle piece doesn't fit. I might not understand that until I'm, like, 60, you know? Yeah. There's just certain things that, like, they call it cognitive dissonance. There's, like, most things in the world follow a pattern for me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I see certain things happen, I go, yeah, this checks out. And then also when things happen and then I can make a prediction and be like, I feel like this is where it's going to go next. And it's like, oh yeah, it did. Oh yeah. Because it's following a pattern. That one doesn't, it doesn't. And, and who knows when I figure that out, maybe it'll flip my whole fucking world upside down, Yeah, you know? So, so it look insurance companies at the end of the day, all insurance is, is you betting against another dude that nothing, that something's going to go wrong. Yeah, that's all it is. Just you go up to guy and be like, dude, I'll bet you a hundred seventy dollars a month that I'm not going to crash my car, or I am going to crash my car. I <laughs> bet you I will crash my car, and your in your insurance company says, I bet you won't mm-hmm. for one seventy a month. You keep give me a hundred seventy a month, and I bet you won't. And then you're like, but and then four years later, you crash your car. And it costs $2,000 and your insurance company goes, oh, no, I lost. I guess I have to take 2000 out of this 8000 you've paid me over yeah. the past two years. And then to- also now it's going to cost you $180. Yeah. Now, now we're <laughs> up in the ante as well. 
Yeah, all right. <laughs> What's like the betting term where it's like, all right, double. Double. Raise. Call. <laughs> double right, or nothing. Double or nothing. Double or nothing. That's yes. It. That is double or nothing, dude. That's all insurance. And like, you know what? With with certain things, it makes sense. Uh, car insurance, you got to have car insurance. You I know, I think legally you have to. Oh, yeah. You can't drive without at least liability. You have mm-hmm. to at least have insurance to cover damage you inflict upon someone else. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um, It was a law that you needed to have health insurance. It no longer is a law. Uh, it used to literally be a law up until I think like four years ago. Yeah. Like right before pay- we got off our parents' insurance. <laughs> yes. You used to have to pay, you had to pay a fine. Uh, for not having insurance. Yeah, on your taxes. And the fine was suspiciously, suspiciously the same amount you would have had to pay if you just got government insurance. So that was intriguing, I always thought. But there's certain things that make sense. You know, this is the third podcast in a row that I'm going to touch back to my Fells Point incident. But I recently, New Development came to find out that Ooh. it's not covered through his car insurance there. Oh. It's covered through his homeowner's insurance. I hate when people talk to you like, like I'm supposed to know some shit. Like, I call yeah. it up. I'm like, oh, yeah, so you go through Bro, the car. This didn't happen at either of our homes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Why would my first thought be like, oh, okay, I got to get his homeowner's insurance. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. And what if he doesn't own a home? I don't fucking know. Like, yeah. can it own- come out of his fucking medical insurance? Like, he, he physically fell into the car. <laughs> <Look>. <laughs> Ultimately, the, the amazing thing about life is that, like, sometimes, like, like who pays for it? Who pays for life? If I'm a homeless guy and I fall into your car, it's like, well, I don't have homeowner's insurance because I'm not even a homeowner. And I, I don't even be a home. I'm not a homeowner. And yeah. I'm not homeless. I'm homeowner. Uh-huh. But your rental insurance isn't going to cover you like accidentally scratching paint on someone's car. I don't know if I have fucking renter's insurance, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I got renter's insurance, uh, I think, the first year I moved in. And then, like, I, do you have do you have rental? I don't know. Does anybody? I had I had it for one of my places because they like required it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was only like twenty bucks a month, so it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. And but, you pay it all at once, right? It's no, like, it was like a monthly thing. Oh, okay. Um, I did like the lemonade shit. Uh, but lemonade never. You know, I just stopped paying it after a while because I was like, I'm not going to need this. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I think that's what I did too. I don't, I don't haven't paid renter's insurance. Like, yeah, I've, I think I paid it to like show the proof and then like I let a couple of them slide because I forgot about it. And yeah. Then I was like, ah, I'm not, I don't need this. Yeah. I don't know what <laughs> the charge looks like unless the charge looks like fucking like El Buffalo taquitos and taqueria. I don't know what the fuck bank charge exists in my account that would be renter's insurance. So I like, if I were to do that, if I were to damage something of someone's, like, I'm now learning that that falls on your homeowner's slash renter's insurance, and... Maybe not renter's insurance. We probably. just kind of theorize that, right? Oh, oh, I mean, look, I mean, <laughs> what percentage of people own homes? There's no way yeah. that, like, like, renter's insurance covers a surprising amount of things. Um, all uh, I don't think anybody's ever used it, uh, which is why it's only $20 a month. I think it's just, like, another thing you need to have to get a place. And that's, I think that's how every place works it when you rent, is they're just like, look, if you're going to move in, you have to have renter's insurance. If you want to live here for like eight more years and not have it for the next seven years, 
I don't care. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. Who pays for that shit? Like, when the fucking dog in the alley bit, uh, uh, like, uh, got my brother, and it's like, who pays for that? Mm-hmm. Who pays for that? Us? We owe, We now owe $120,000 in medical bills uh, because your dog bit us. Well, this guy didn't have any money. Well, it's like, okay, so now what? Like, literally, now what? You know, so I get having insurance, and I get that, like, it is annoying to have it, but at the same time, it's like, I think that, like, we should just, everybody should just have insurance that covers everything. Everything insurance. I was going to call it life insurance, but that's already a thing. Yeah. <laughs> life insurance really capitalize on a great name for this concept. They should re- they should get rid of regular life insurance. Cause call that's it death insurance. Death, that's what it is. That's what it is. De- excellent. Excellent fucking idea because car insurance is most important when you no longer have a car mm-hmm. home insurance is most important when you no longer have a home my home was swept away i need to ensure that i have another home life insurance death insurance is what you need life insurance to be anything that happens while you're alive mm-hmm. and that should cover your car your home it should be all one thing and that way when i'm walking down the street and i fucking trip and fall through the window of a fucking chocolate store that's covered by my life insurance policy. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, who covers that? I can't pay for that window, dude. Uh, I don't know, dude. These are all I like, like you know, like once they want like health insurance, that makes sense. Like just all of that shit, dude. And then when you add a new thing that's valuable, you just tack that onto your premium. Like, dude, now I got a car. They're like, all right, your life insurance is this much more. Because your life is worth this much more. Mm -hmm. The more stuff you own, and this is the important takeaway, the more you have, the more you're worth. I hate to say that that goes against everything that they might teach you. But in terms of insurance, it's like if you don't have a car, you're far less of a liability than a guy with a car. You're also worth more. You're also better. You're a better person (laughs) if you have a car. (laughs) I hate saying these things, but come on. Get a fucking car. It's all true, though. I mean, it's true, dude. Um, we can switch topics. We can. Yeah. Uh, I can talk a little bit about my trip. Oh yes, to, please uh, do. Please do. Berkeley Springs, West Virginia, a small little spa town in the uh, Capacan Mountains. It's literally a spa town. Yeah. So it was originally. Here's the story. Went to the museum in Berkeley Springs. Okay. Apparently. Uh, the original hot towel. So they so it was a um a stop on the BNO railroad eventually. So then it like became a vacation slash like, you know, weekend getaway thing for people in DC and Baltimore to go out to the hot springs. Mm-hmm. But originally they found the hot springs because they saw a bunch of Native Americans like going into the water and like relaxing and they'd do it for like therapy and shit. We were like, and we were like, that. yo, but we should do that and <laughs> kick them out. <laughs> <laughs> so like George Washington had his own little spa in that town. Like people there, they had like a map. It looked like a cemetery and wow. people just had all these little plots for their own personal bath and uh basically like the water that comes up it's like a sulfur spring so Mm -hmm. it's like naturally heated water 
Um, but also one of the things that they did in that town was they made it a law that the natural like uh, spring water was free for anyone in the town. Bad so, like, move. No, I think that's a cool move. Okay. Um, and even when we were there this past weekend, like in the main park, they had a bunch of like water filling stations. So like we filled our water bottles there a couple days, but every day, all day long, people were like bringing those big ass, like five gallon plus jugs of water Mm -hmm. and just filling them up. Like people would bring like wagons with a bunch of like gallon milk jugs and like water bottles and everything people just like, go there all day long filling shit up it was insane oh i thought you meant free to like chill in the the springs but um, you're saying like free to just get natural spring water yeah like free drinking water is it hot when you bottle it no so it's a different source um and i think they for the natural spring shit we didn't check it out but one of the like parks had a um a hot spring in it Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's, you know, something you got to pay for or whatever, but obviously in the town there are like private spas and shit. And we ended up going to one of the private spas because they had a, what they were calling, they're billing it as the Appalachian Love Package. Wow. <laughs> and it was for a couple's Whirlpool, Whirlpool Jacuzzi, um, hour-long massage, and then a facial, which also had a massage on it too. Ooh. Yeah, so living like royalty out there in, so in you're coming here Springs. Post-facial? Post-facial, my face is fucked up. Wow. Yeah. It's unfortunate that I'm unable to think of anything other than some West Virginian guy busting on your face. <laughs> when you, see you got a facial. No, it's just I'm like sure it was much more relaxing than that. Two, like, you know, older women just being oh. like... Oh yeah, and we're gonna do a hot towel and <laughs> <laughs> that's hot. Where where do you feel it? How are you, where are you uncomfortable? Did it work? Um, the facial was nice. The regular uh, massage was nice, but I'd never gotten a massage before. Have you ever gotten a massage no. before? Mm-mm. I didn't know what to expect. Um, and it was a little bit different than I expected. I think I got what they call a Swedish massage which is more just like a muscle massage and a muscle rub down. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like, they weren't like digging in and breaking up knots and shit. That's what I wanted. I wanted like a deep tissue massage, I'm guessing. Yeah. Like I wanted to get beat up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Beat up and get the, the sweetest like. Beat up, bust on my face. Yeah. (laughs) The happy ending. Swedes are not known for their happy endings, you know? I didn't want a happy ending. Oh. But uh, yeah, I definitely wanted them to like, stomp on my back or something get in there yeah i think uh, that's called a deep deep tissue massage yeah was that on the package was that like the appalachian fucking <laughs> appalachian fucking <laughs> saw experience <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing dude um but the massage was nice it was nice i'll give it to them that it was nice okay and it like it was definitely relaxing um, it definitely worked out some things on my, my shoulder that I was like hoping would happen, mm-hmm. but not to the extent where I was like, this is a miracle. Yeah. Like this is a all one time fix all. Yeah. You cure. didn't walk out with like a new posture. No, I didn't walk wow. out like six, seven. Fucking shit. <laughs> I have abs. I have abs. Yeah. Just instant abs. <laughs> yeah. 
That's amazing. I'm honestly kind of, I'm honestly high key, mid key, jealous a little bit. Yeah, you of should. The be. massage experience. What does the facial entail? What do they do? Just rub your face? The facial? Yeah, they um, they put like some sort of mask on, like rub, wash it off with a hot towel, then put a hot towel on your face, put some like moisturizer shit on. I, I assume. I don't know. My eyes were closed the whole time. Yeah, you want to be looking? I, yeah, I, I treat a massage almost like I treat a haircut. Like yeah. I don't go to a haircut. I'm not like talking with the person. I'm not like, you know, being the life of the room. Like I'm not going to like a barbershop. I'm going to a fucking sports clips. Yeah. Closing my eyes mm-hmm. and just pretending like I'm asleep until they're done. Yeah. You don't want to have that conversation at a sports clips, no. you know, because it's not I was actually, you know, no one on earth is more familiar with a haircut than me today because yeah, I got one. You know, I, I like the haircut. I had to get one, dude. I, I a very unfortunately named haircut. I hate when they do this, when they name like they had this like uh like poster from like, yeah, the, like 19... the picture board of yeah. all the different styles that's another we started off this podcast talking about things guys shouldn't do mm-hmm. and uh i think one of the things uh that is cringe to me is like finding a picture of a haircut you want yeah i want to be this guy i want to be this guy like that's a common <laughs> thing i think that's totally acceptable for girls they see haircut on something and they're like "Ooh, can you do this and they're like yeah i got you girl oh my god slay mm-hmm. it's like awesome cool here 400 bucks for that I don't want to walk in and be like, can you make me look like this guy? And they're like, no, there's nothing. Because a barbershop will let you know. They're like, dude, this, you're not going to look like this guy. Yeah, this guy's too hot. You're fucking balding. <laughs> I'm going to give you hair and then yeah. cut it? No. It doesn't going to work. <laughs> so there was this poster on the board from like uh, the 1920s, it looked like. And it was like all these old fashioned haircuts. And I was like, dude, this one looks sick. And then I looked down and it was called can't even say it. it was called the playboy the playboy the playboy oh no and so now from across the room the guy's like what are you thinking dude what do you want and i was like all right first of all keep it down a little bit <laughs> can i can i can you wait till i get Where's over the there? barber barbie <laughs> fucking confidentiality here bro like i don't want to be telling people from across the room what i want to look like i want people sitting on the couch watching me get a haircut and be like oh it just worked out that way he probably didn't plan that mm-hmm. so i was like all right dude See that picture over there? He's like, which one? Which one? I'm like, lower, lower left. He's like, oh, yeah, I got you. And then he s- screams across the room to the owner. Hey, man, how do you do the Playboy haircut? The play- <laughs> This guy wants the Playboy haircut. Um, uh, <laughs> that's an undercut, right? <laughs> now there's a whole tutorial. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what you're going to do, if you want to get the Playboy right, you want to fucking trim up the thing, I'm just sitting there, everybody in the room is just looking at me, just, I'm just like, dude, Jesus Jeez. Just give, just give me a bowl cut. Just, <laughs> just buzz it off at this point, dude. <laughs> Clean shave, Johnny sins my fucking head right now, dude. Honestly, I'm fucking done. God, dude. Ooh, how many people are in there? It was just me... Two barbers and like two other dudes. Mm-hmm. That's enough. It's a small. It's the room is like barely bigger than the studio. Okay, that's enough people. Yeah, to be so they all definitely heard. Oh yeah, one of them like knows me. He like he like is a patron at like the Elks Club that always books me for stuff. Mm-hmm. And we were talking beforehand about like shit, and then I'm like now I'm just embarrassed. Yeah, now I can't even look <laughs> at this guy anymore. Now he's gonna know me as the Playboy. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna walk. Like, What's up, Playboy? I'm like, no, dude, I'm never gonna haircut again, dude. <laughs> That being said, I'm liking the cut, dude. I'm yeah, liking the cut. The cut is fresh. Mm-hmm. 
Was um, that for the gig or was that just like, I got to get it done? It's kind of for the wedding tomorrow too. True. Like my hair has been kind of going brazy lately. And honestly, uh, you know, I've noticed that th- you can just kind of tell when you look better and when you look worse. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in the past three weeks, I've been getting more signs of looking better if that makes any sense. So I was almost hesitant to trim it off because I was like, maybe there's something about like having the longer hair that makes me look like younger, you mm-hmm. know, like that's a total thing. Yeah, for sure. You know, if I just get like the dad cut, it's just like, you know. Yeah. So like, I was like, should I do this, dude? What if I come out of this looking 30? I don't mm-hmm. want that. Yeah. What if you're like Samson and once yeah. you get your hair cut, you're instantly now in your thirties. Yeah. I'm like, you're still tr- hanging on to 29 year old hair. Yeah, I was. And now I'm not, dude. That was that. That's true. That was my, the last haircut of my, that was the last hair of my twenties. Yeah. You know, this is it. This is fucking it, baby. Um, so I'm hoping that's not the case. I'm hoping I don't show up to my gig tonight. And I'm just all of a sudden like, <laughs> fuck, dude. I can't even play. None of the fucking cougars even look in your direction. Uh, they're like, like, oh, he's too old now. Yeah, like, what are you, our age? <laughs> are you also divorced? That's sad. Shouldn't you be at high tops? <laughs> You're divorced, right? This is for divorced moms, not divorced dads. Divorced dads go to high tops and try to pick up on unmarried young girls. <laughs> I've been doing that. Get out of here. Regular age guy. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, you're too old to be working here, so <laughs> you've got to be a divorced dad, right? <laughs> God damn, my kids are not going to hear about this. <laughs> yeah, dude, so barbershops are cool, and like, but like, yeah, it's, it's a different experience. Like, you got to have that old school barbershop feel, and like, you got to be able to, like, I, I like that, you know, like talking at the thing and like, we're just talking about like the one barber just it's almost like you almost have to believe it's like part of their whole thing. Like mm-hmm. it seemed almost scripted in a way. I know it wasn't scripted, but I know for a fact that like that main guy, Steven, shouts out Haraway to Steven. He's like a super like cool. You can tell he was like an old school like punk guy. Like he mm-hmm. still has like that like 90s punk look, like the mutton chops and the mustache. Like this guy was definitely at a few auto bar shows back in the day like there's no fucking doubt he probably still is there he's probably there right now and like i'm just sitting there and it's just kind of like silent whatever everybody's just kind of like shaking off the cringe of me getting my hair cut and then my barber just goes yo you know that dude that um i was telling you i was hanging out with that cheated on his wife and they called off the wedding and i was like "Ooh, juicy (laughs) and next thing you know we're just talking about this dude who was like fucking trying to hook up with the girl on his bachelor trip and he was like yeah man i wasn't even trying to go to that because like he said even before the bachelor trip he was like yeah just trying to hook up with one last chick before i fucking get married and jesus great great barbershop banter yeah. All right. He didn't just sit there and go, yeah, dude, I actually opted for the tuna sandwich today, man. It was a good pick because, you know, that that place, they, I don't really like it on white toast, but like their wheat bread is really. No, fuck all that, dude. This guy yeah. goes balls deep into the fucking my friend had to get his wedding called off two weeks before the wedding because he cheated on his wife, future wife during the bachelor party. And then he ran into the guy. Uh, a couple weeks he ran into his wife a couple weeks ago she was with a new guy and he and the new guy had a stare down in the bathroom i was like this is awesome dude this is awesome it's like there's no way that that business owner wasn't like dude here's the deal 
We're giving haircuts, yes, but that's one half of the barbershop, okay? I need you to come in here with fucking topics. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't run that conversation back every hour on the hour. (laughs) And you know what? I respect that. I think it's cool. It's in their contract that they have to bring enough gossip to fill the... Oh uh, yeah. Day. Uh yeah, dude. I mean, there's very few jobs that require that much personability, and that's one of them, yeah. dude. Like, I mean, they're basically like bartenders that aren't alcoholics, right? Because mm. they're able to, they can kind of just like spark up conversation. They know how to fucking. They've talked to enough people to fucking know social cues. They, <laughs> they are personal bartenders there i would even venture to say and you know i have a very uh industry restaurant industry bias towards the amount of uh personality skills that you should have to be a successful bartender or waiter or whatever i would wager to say that uh it takes more personal skills to be a barber than a bartender you know because a little lubricant you can't take a shot there and also you can bounce around drinking barbicide (laughs) a bartender a bartender just has to be good for like the couple minutes that you talk Mm -hmm. like a bartender can like drop you off a couple shots you bring up some conversation a bartender needs to be good at bullshitting for us for one conversation they just need to be like yeah dude so anyway i was down the fucking street and this guy fucking like trips and falls in the street and you're like dude that's fucking crazy man you fucking rock and then he's serving the next guy and then next round it comes over it's like yeah so yeah anyway my fucking girlfriend's being annoying and like she's telling me i can't go out for a drink after work. i'm like fuck that dude come on man i'm fucking working a double today are you kidding me i'm fucking opening tomorrow i'm closing night opening tomorrow fucking opening shift do you guys Didn't gonna fu- do a round yeah let's do another round dude come on <laughs> blah, blah, blah. you're like yeah i fucking love this guy he's so chill that's a bartender you know barber is just sitting there like that would be like if a bartender was just standing behind your stool while you're fucking sitting there <laughs> watching the game and just constant conversation. So anyway, man, what do you do for work? It's like, dude, holy shit. Like, <laughs> you are amazing at conversation. You can't even go away. You can, you're not cutting four people's hair at one time. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot of skill, dude. I don't even know if I could do it. I don't know if I could do it because you know how much I hate repeating stories. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. It'd be impossible. It'd be impossible, dude. I'd be... Midway through a shift, just on the bare bones, I would start out the shift like I'm starting the podcast. Like, <laughs> I need one hour of clean, solid content. And then by fucking after lunch, I'm like, yeah, so anyway, I, I, I went for the uh, tuna sandwich. And <laughs> they have great, I already said this t- earlier, they have great wheat toast. And <laughs> All right, you should probably go to sports clips because this <laughs> isn't getting any better, bro. <laughs> Well, yeah, dude, I, uh, you know, I, I was thinking about how, you know, getting your haircut is like a culture, you know, and getting, getting spash is a culture and bringing it back to your trip is like, like, those are things that like when I watch the Jersey Shore, mm-hmm. like there's like two types of dudes and it's cool how equally both types of dudes are cool. Like there's like the rock and roll, haven't gotten my haircut in like four years, long hair guy, which is kind of retro. Yeah. Unfortunately... It's not a thing anymore to have like long hair. When I think of like Baltimore rock bands, I think of like guys in like khakis and like a tucked in t-shirt and like a fucking like freshman year of college haircut. And it's like, dude, is that rock? Are you rock right now? 
Are you rocking me right now with your fucking substitute teacher's friend outfit? Yeah, the I wasn't expected to go out tonight. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, shit. This is a formal event. Let me tuck in my T-shirt so it looks like I at least tried at this Metro Gallery concert. <laughs> yeah, great look, dude. Great look, Baltimore indie scene. God, what a fucking stupid aesthetic. I've always hated that. I've always hated that. But, uh, yeah, dude, it's unfortunate that, like, rock and roll is just, like, what happened? I, I was at Perennial, and uh, our, our my friends, whom shall not be named, but I've talked about this older couple whose daughter, we had a, a brief dating saga, mm-hmm. and um, they're still unbeknownst. But uh, they um, brought in their friends another couple which is what you do i don't know if anybody's heard of this but when you're older you and your wife have friends this is yeah. what i've gathered you don't just have your and friend. it's not just like one person it's yeah. usually another couple yeah it's another couple and this is something that we're starting to realize now with like i've just been couldn't help but notice that like i'm not getting invited to like a baby shower for this person not get invited to like a this thing for that person it's like oh yeah because i am not in that like tier yeah like i don't also have like a fiance and like a kid so like i'm just there like single not single but like when you're married anyone who's not married is single Mm -hmm. Uh, it's i'm sorry it's like there's a like married people look at being single the same way the irs looks at being single it's like dude okay great you're dating someone I remember when I was dating someone, and then I sacked up and got married, all right? <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, you're fucking single, okay? And it's like, okay, fair enough, fair enough. I would go as far to say that when people get engaged, that's when they start looking down on it because they, they're, they're like, finally, it's almost official. Yes, yes, now yes. we can look down on everyone. Yes, I think that's totally <laughs> fair. I think that's totally fair. Being engaged is a massive, massive fucking move. And, like, it amazes me how many people break up post-engagement. Like, I've been watching... A, I watched this uh, show um, that I, I, I admittedly watched alone the first time. Um, but uh, I think it's a show that you should watch with your girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> and it's The Haunting it's oh, the, okay. I love I, I love that show. I thought you were gonna be like uh uh Desperate Housewives Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> like The Haunting is like are you I mean you could probably watch that alone. Oh you totally could. It's like a horror show. I have it? very I have very <laughs> flawed and skewed and distorted uh ideals of masculinity, <laughs> which surprises absolutely nobody. There's no one here to <laughs> have me be their anchor (laughs) exactly dude it's like there are certain times like who am i gonna act tough to by myself (laughs) i'm not even scared but let's watch the next episode because i really want to know what happens also leave that light on also make sure that door is locked also where are you going where are you going (laughs) but yeah oh let go of you oh sorry Uh, did that unconsciously (laughs) I was just no, waiting was for just, it to get. To- I was just cuddling. <laughs> I was just on the edge of my seat, wondering when it was going to get scary. Yeah, I was actually thinking about going to the bathroom, but then I I, I peed my pants by accident. 
Because I want to leave you. I didn't want to leave during... This seemed like something like big was about to happen, so... <laughs> oh, it just happened? Oh, you're telling me the scary <laughs> thing just happened? I didn't even notice. But anyway, I'm going to go get changed. Oh, when did I pee my pants? <laughs> Way before that. <laughs> they came like that. I bought them like this. Pre-pissed yeah. pants. They were on sale. <laughs> um, but yeah, The Haunting. It's a good series. And uh, after that entire bit, I forgot exactly why I brought it up. What the fuck were you're we talking You're saying um, it'd be a good thing to watch with your girlfriend? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you're saying the first time I watched it alone, then did you watch it with your girlfriend? Yes, I watched it the second time around with my girlfriend. It's a good show. Okay. It's a good show. Um, and was that going to tie into... Oh, yes. In that series, the the main character in the second season, The Haunting of Bly Manor. Mm. You know, I, I, I like English shit. I like when people speak English yeah. the right, the wrong way. I'm and also, go... it's like, it's so far out of like, I feel like a lot of times, especially like getting older and like, you know, all the actors and actresses that are in things. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, this this isn't like the best example because it's such like a like it's really only his problem. But for The Rock, mm-hmm. like I can't take The Rock in anything seriously anymore because I'm just like you are The Rock. Yeah, my you know my suspensive belief or whatever the fuck it is, suspensive disbelief. Yeah, yes, is like it's you know like, can't even happen. I honestly so when you watch English shows, mm-hmm. when you watch people, you're like, oh, I don't know this actor. Even if I do, I'm like, I don't, I don't recognize their regular voice, and this one, mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know. You know, that's actually a very uh, uh, good observation. Is that I think so much of it is, and it's the same reason why, when and it's they, like in completely different settings. It doesn't yeah. look like every old fucking. You know, when you watch an old, a movie based even in like, you know, the classic trope, at least in my life, I've said this a billion times, but when you watch like an older movie, like it could be like about the fucking like ancient Greeks, like they all have English accents and it's like, well, the Greeks didn't have British accents, but it's mm-hmm. like they do the accent because on some subconscious level, it separates you from just viewing them as like regular dudes. Like if you're watching 300 and fucking King Leonidas is just like tonight our arrows are going to blot out the sun, dude. Yeah. Tonight we dine in hell. Yeah, you're just like <laughs> It's like what? You're like Bill said that last night. Fucking, <laughs> fucking Arby's. <laughs> what? <laughs> like it like when you hear it's like Spartans Tonight we dine in hell, and you're like, "Oh shit, this fucking this is." I believe this now. This happened, and it's weird. There's certain things like that, like even with like I've been following this page on Instagram called History Colored, and uh, it's not what you think. It's just black and white pictures, colored, mm-hmm. and um, it is kind of a mind fuck a little bit. Like I like the pictures are one thing. Like you see a picture from like I actually shared a recent picture to my Instagram story of um it was a picture taken in 1897 of this Hawaiian surfer mm-hmm. and they it was obviously originally taken in black and white and they retroactively colored colored it in to make it look like it was taken modern day and it fucks with you because when you see it in black and white there's something in your mind that just says oh this is old you don't see them as like like you 
You just mm. see them as like, this is an older person in an older time, and they were just different, and blah, 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 blah. And then you see it in color, and it makes it look like it, the picture was taken yesterday, and you're like, wait, you said it was taken in 1897? And it's like, the same beach, the dude is just sitting there in like a regular bathing suit, just like looking at the ocean, just looking like a cool dude now. Mm-hmm. And it just, so you're just like, what the fuck? Like, it just, it does fuck with you in that aspect. What's even weirder is um, it's one thing when people, because they even had this old, like one of the original pictures like taken in like the early 18, like 50s or 60s was this couple had a camera and they took a selfie Ooh. and they color and, and they, even in the black and white, it fucks with you because you're not used to seeing people from that era in that context. Whenever you see an older picture, it's like everybody is in the middle of the worst day of their life all the time. It's just like you see a picture and it's just like five men with like handlebar mustaches like next to a mine that they just crawled out of for like one minute before they go back and they're just like and you could just tell that their lives were shit. Yeah. Everyone just like looks pissed off pissed in off. old photos. Yeah. <laughs> then you see this picture from that same time period and it's like a young guy and girlfriend couple whatever and they just take a selfie and they're both like smiling like this and you're like holy shit. That kind of fucked with me a little bit. It's like you're not used to seeing people like that. The 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 weirdest one was I saw uh, a video that from 1902 of these of it was just a regular day at the beach. And if I had seen it in black and white, it still would have struck me. If you see it in black and white, you can your mind says, "Oh, this is old." So all the things you're about to see make sense because it's old. Like Oh, you're noticing that like girls are walking around in full little girls are walking around in full dresses playing in the sand. Full dresses. Yeah. Not bathing suits. And the boys are wearing like wrestling singlets in the ocean. And when you see it in black and white, you're like, oh, you 1902 people. Totally different. Whatever. Then they colored it in. And, and it you're was like, honest. Uh, what is this in England? What? <laughs> 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 this is Wales. Um <laughs> Just Dude, the Geordie Shore. It <laughs> <laughs> That's their version of Jersey Shore. The Geordie Shore. <laughs> right all. Dude, it was honestly like a horror movie. It was so weird to see in color just people walking around the beach in like dresses and like doing the same things that we would be doing. Like the kids are building sandcastles. Moms are sitting there like yapping. And like the boys are like fucking jumping in the waves. But they're in this like weird garb. And it looks like um, it looks like a scene from that like M. Night Shyamalan movie. Like The Village. When you like see like the modern day. But like juxtaposed with like old school things. It's just weird. Yeah. And so going back to the point about like the British accent, like so many of those things are learned uh, barriers in our mind in terms of like we really do like when I think of the 50s, I can't help but think that everything was in black and white. I just cannot help but just when I picture Baltimore in 1953, Fells Point, my mind pictures it in black and white. Like, all of a sudden, one day, there was just color in, like, 1968. Well, that's, like, a phenomena for, like, dreams and shit, too, with, like, older people who, like, uh, grew up with only, like, black and white movies and television. They really only dreamed in black and white. Yeah. And then it wasn't until, you know, Technicolor and all that shit and movies and TV started being in color that when people started dreaming in color. Yeah. 
So there's like a weird like subconscious tie into. Yeah, that I've as heard well. about that. People dreaming in black and white, totally a thing. Do you think that people born in 1920 dream in silent movie? Maybe. <laughs> like, like they're just like, and then there's like a little sign that says like, "Where are you going?" You're yeah. like, "Oh shit." Maybe I don't I know. I think people's like theories with that are is that like movies are one of the things in life that is almost like equivalent to like a dream just because yeah. it's not real it's completely made up and you're using things from real life to make the story and you know make it possible and then yeah i don't know where the theory ends after that the theory ends with being like it's it, like it 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 like just like we're talking about with the british accents and seeing things differently it's like so much of our suspension of like like when you're in a dream, your suspension of disbelief is zero context. And I think that's kind of the the main uh, thing here. In order to, and this is whoa, whoa, <laughs> in order to make someone follow with you on a train of thought, you first have to tap into their suspension or their uh uh what is the word like there's a term that's used for when you can kind of like put somebody in a neutral state where they just are ready to be just absorb information like you break down their um reflexive barriers because the mind naturally has defenses that it puts up when introduced to new and contradictory information mm. and this is something that i was you know this all ties in but this is something i was watching a, a video on youtube believe it or not um of uh talking about uh tv hypnosis and how it's an actual documented phenomenon that it, more than documented it's it's actually put into practice some would say uh, that just when people are just sitting in a room in front of a screen, um, something about just that, like, I've always said this, if you were to take any person staring at their phone or looking at a TV and then just remove the phone or TV and just now you're just watching a person do this for an hour mm -hmm. or now you're just watching a person look at their hand for an hour, it's amazing that like, if you were to actually take away the thing and just look at the mental state that you're in when you're consuming media, it's incredibly hip, hypnotizing. Hypnotic. You know, hypnotic. It seems hypnotic. And so in a lot of ways, um, if you look at even the theory, so much of psychology is built around, um, what do they call it in psychology? A breaking point. Um, in order to, and, and this is this is everything that you think about when you look at AA, when they talk about rehab, the first step is admitting you have a problem. The first step to anything, to introducing a new idea, is to break down the old idea. It's It's vital. Or bypass it. And how do you bypass it? Well, you put somebody in a neutral state. If you're watching a movie and people talk the way you're used to them talking, and you're seeing a scenery that you're used to seeing. Just like when, like, we benefit because we didn't grow up in New York City, but I imagine, like, you know, most movies are filmed in fucking New York and L.A., like, that. most movies. You know, mm -hmm. obviously not all, but 
a vastly disproportionate amount are based in these two major cities. And so I always imagine like, what if I grew up in New York and like every movie I saw was like me watching the wire where like, I'm familiar with the area. I'm familiar with the accent. Like I'm used to all this shit. Yeah. That street, you said it was that street. It's actually that street. Now, now I'm involved in the movie. I'm not my, my suspension disbelief has not been engaged because I'm too familiar with the territory. So think about it this way. Now you're watching a movie based about Alexander the fucking great. Alexander the great. Okay, give him an accent that I'm not familiar with. Give him the British accent. I'm not used to hearing the British accent on a day-to-day basis. All right, so now, now my mind is one step removed from reality. Now I'm hearing a bunch of British shit. And I'm like, okay, this, this is automatically not normal. And now it's in a land that I've never seen with a, with a fucking you know geography that I'm unfamiliar with. And now all of a sudden my mind, all its defenses that are built around this whole thing of like i'm i see this i i'm familiar with this and i'm still in my own jimmy Celeski mind because everything that's happening to me is something i'm used to and therefore if you try to introduce a new idea or if you try to tell me that this guy can suddenly fly or there's a ghost over there there's something in my mind that just goes i mean okay fine if that's what you want to tell me there's a ghost over there but like i know there's not a ghost but when you start talking british and shit and you're doing all this stuff i'm like Oh, it's a British ghost over there. a British ghost over there. Do they have ghosts in Britain? I don't know. I think they might. I don't know. But it's like there's something about that concept of breaking down first everything that you thought you knew and bypassing it to then inject the new idea. And that's done with movies constantly. And not to get way, 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 way too crazy about it. But if you take that concept to a larger scale and you look at how like every type of regime has risen in terms of like tyranny and things like that, if you look at the first step they always did, it was about breaking down the foundations of the society that already existed. It was about saying first, before we can introduce you to this new way of thinking, we first have to destroy all the things you think are good or that you think you know. In order to introduce this new way, you if you we have to first put you in a suspension of disbelief. You have to first put you in a in a in a in a state of impressionability. Right? So what do they do in the military? Why don't they take I got in this debate with um Lucas Mosca the other day. Not debate, but it's a uh just um talking about how Navy SEALs they don't take anybody usually over 28 to mm-hmm. go in. And I always say, a lot of people would, their knee jerk reaction would be, oh, that's probably because of the physical thing, right? It's probably because, you know, at that age, your body is no longer able to withstand, withstand the massive physical punishment that goes along with Hell Week and all the Navy SEAL training or whatever. Okay, fair. But also, look at the fucking NFL, look at like, like professional sports, like most people don't even hit like their stride in terms of like athletic performance, like most athletes would be considered in the prime of their career in their late 20s to like very early 30s, I would say. Mm-hmm. In terms of like, you know, look at the difference between a freshman in college and a senior in college. Senior in college is about 22 years old. Then that senior in college goes to the NFL and gets lit the fuck up. He's a fucking rookie. Welcome to the NFL, bitch. You got about three years before you're fucking as big as an NFL quarterback, before yeah. you're before you can run over a fucking Ray Lewis in the NFL. It's like, so, okay, fine, you could make that argument, but at the same time, it's like 
there there's i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh no it's absolutely a physical thing that like when you're 29 years old your body is just too old now it's like i'm pretty sure like the best fucking running back in the league sometimes is 29 years old like i don't get it i think it more so has to do with the mental state because part of going to the military is they take these impressionable young men impressionable sorry i hate the fact that that's more than three syllables um impressionable young men at 18 19 years old and what do they do completely remove their sense of identity boom put them in a group make them you know not think individually think as a unit yes and then also just follow your commander boom they remove listen to authority they remove all sense of identity and what is identity identity is you identity is everything you know everything you remember my only sense of what is me, who is Jimmy Selesky, um, is well, the Playboy haircut. Is the Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first thing to go in the middle. That's the first thing most people think when they think <laughs> <laughs> including me. <laughs> um, if you really break it down, all you are, and obviously me the way like like Eric Glazer to me is different than Eric Glazer to you because mm-hmm. I see you from a different perspective. I'm not in your inner thoughts. Yeah. I don't know what's going on in your mind right now. I know what you look like might be going on right now. And that's my impression of you. So Eric Glazer to me is different than Eric Glazer to you. But identity is who are you to you? What is you? Well, you are a series of all the thoughts you ever had and all the memories you have up to this point. And that's why when you're in a present moment, it makes sense because there's some part of your mind that can go, okay, it makes sense that I'm at the studio right now because uh, yesterday Jimmy texted me and said, yo, let's do the podcast tomorrow. And then I went to work and then I drove here and now I'm here and now we're in the middle of a podcast and boom, this makes sense. This adds up. I'm Eric Glazer. I'm here. This is happening. Boom. This was a dream. We just literally be sitting here right in blue this moment and you'd be sitting here being like, but you'd believe it mm-hmm. and you'd go along with it. Why? Because you're totally removed from context. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you can believe all kinds of crazy shit in your dreams because you've removed context. You've removed any sense of anything that's that you think you know, and then boom, now you're now now all of a sudden you're dr- just randomly driving down the road and getting in a car accident. And you're mm-hmm. like, but you're like, well, I guess I'm in my car. Yeah. And I guess I just saw that accident happen, so I guess, you know, that happened. Yes, and that's what they do with movies. Mm-hmm. Opening scene, opening credits, your mind just goes, did that guy just say something in British? <laughs> We're here, baby. <laughs> Am I in England now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, a weird, it's a weird, weird stuff, dude. Weird stuff. Weird stuff. They get into some crazy stuff over there. I think, did we even talk about the queen? The queen passed away. Rest we we briefly touched upon the queen on the older Shaw podcast, which I must say, excellent fucking podcast. Oh, yeah, that was a great, great one. I had a glass of your birthday scotch, Ooh. which uh, I don't know if I've told you this in person, really fucking good. And I'm not oh, just good. saying that because I could have just not said anything. Yeah. I could have just said thank you on my birthday and drank it and been like, this is terrible. Yeah, yeah. It literally is as good as any scotch i ever had Hell i wasn't yeah. expecting it because it has like a fucking italian sounding name it's like this doesn't sound <laughs> scottish at all eric give me italian scotch fucking dick um i drank it and i was like 
I had a, I had a, I got home from the game on Sunday, poured myself a glass, and first thing on my recommended YouTube video, of course, because YouTube knows me, is our own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, YouTube, how'd you know? How'd you know? Susan Wojcicki, <laughs> you got me again. I think I'll watch this thing that I was a part of. <laughs> so I popped it on. I swear to God, I sat there drinking the scotch, and I watched the whole tail end of the podcast where I left off from last time I was drinking a glass of scotch. <laughs> And it was fucking great, dude. I was like, this is golden stuff, dude. Yeah. Those are always good ups. Golden stuff. For anyone stuff. who hasn't listened, go go listen to the older Shaw up and then go go listen to all the other ones. Cause yeah. they're usually bangers. They're usually bangers. And, I'm, and I feel bad for saying usually. They're always bangers. Yeah. And look, look, we've done two this is the two hundred eighty fifth episode. Uh, you know, some are better than others, mm. but none are bad. There's very few that I've ever thought were bad and it was usually the guest's fault yeah for sure and you know at that point it's like you know what you live and you learn mm -hmm. you know but uh no go on about the queen i'm sure because it's important I, we didn't really go too far into the queen on the last episode oh uh, i mean i was just trying to think of big news things that have happened recently big and news I feel like that was probably one of the bigger things mm -hmm. absolutely huge yeah the queen um, died twitter was like not in an uproar, but they're just like celebrating, posting jokes. Mm -hmm. Everyone like, I guess like boomers and up were like, why are you guys making fun of someone dying? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> now I'm glad you brought up the queen in this context, because in this context. It is funny. It, it's hilarious. <laughs> but also it makes sense why this is something that Americans have never understood I, as an American, can account for this. I don't know why we're supposed to care. I mean, I get that it's sad, but also, like, you know, a month ago, one of the old prime ministers of Japan was, like, assassinated on the campaign trail. Mm-hmm. No one gave a shit. Yeah, but that's because it's like, dude, come on. It's like, I, I heard about it. Look, it's just like anything else. I feel closer to shit that happens in Britain than I do in Japan because... We speak the same language, okay? Mm -hmm. When I hear their newscast going, the queen has died today, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I don't really care, but that sucks. I understand. Mm -hmm. I don't care, but at least I understand. When I hear the Japanese, I'm like, all right, dude. Can somebody say this in English so I can pretend to care? And then they do, and I'm like, all right, it's too late now. <laughs> I already don't care anymore. No, that was fucking weird. But, like, as far as the queen and shit goes, it's like, in the context of this conversation, we're talking about the foundations of blah, 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 fucking blah. Um, now I kind of get it. I kind of get the queen now. Mm. I don't care. Yeah. But I understand. Chris Rockstar. <laughs> Wait. So what, what made you understand? Because I still don't get it. The queen no longer has any significant if any, political power. Now, depending on how lizard you want to get with this, depending mm -hmm. on how David like Alex Jones you want to get with it. I mean, she may not have, like, power in the government, or she didn't have power in the government. I mean, but they were still the the royal family. They were still fucking bajillionaires. Yes. She had the, the biggest diamond in the world on her crown. Mm -hmm. Now, like, that's true. Mm -hmm. Um... I've heard three great takes. Take number one. Human beings have a propensity for celebrity culture. Mm 
Mm-hmm. We have a propensity for gods and the idea of worshiping and idolizing. So what you notice uh, in terms of British culture is, uh, or in terms of American culture, is we don't have a royal family, but we yeah, do we have, have Hollywood. Have Hollywood. We have p- celebrities that we kind of look to and follow their gossip and constantly, oh, what are they doing? Who's marrying who? Who's doing this? Who's doing that? Now, I don't get all wrapped up in that, but people do. Yeah. People care. There's entire magazines whose entire business model is just talking about other people like we're in high school and they're the popular kids. I've always thought that was a ridiculous concept. I've always yeah. never understood the fascination. Your gods are Joe Rogan and Tim Dillon, though. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I consider them my colleagues. <laughs> Fellow podcasters. <laughs> We're all on this boat together, right, Joe? <laughs> um, but in Britain, they don't have a Hollywood, per se. They have celebrities, and they give a fuck about Harry Styles, whatever, fucking who cares. But they have the same thought process of, like, this people, these people, the, like the like, I guess like the queen was their Betty White. Yeah, or better yet, the royal family is kind of like they're like Kardashians or something like that. Like they're just mm. constantly want who who's who's fucking prin- who who's the who prince put out a dated- sex tape. Yes, exactly, exactly. So there's that. So now that take that first take made me first understand why British people even give a fuck in the first place on a cultural surface level. Second take is the understanding that. The queen is a figurehead and a representation of British culture. It is a fundamental thing where she is a symbol of what Great Britain is. Like, it's easy to get lost and caught up in the mix of, like, you know, if you're too far removed from where you come from, you just become, again, this very meldable thing. You have no sense of identity. It's very easy if you have no history or culture or any context for somebody to tell you who you are and what you're doing and what's good and what's bad. So much in the same way that having a sense of identity in your personal life is a very good defense against being swept up into the wrong things and believing in the wrong ideologies and things like that. It's very important on a societal level for there to be certain representations of what you are. What is England and Scotland and fucking Wales and Northern Ireland and like, where do you guys come from? It's kind of fucking crazy, whether you like it or not, that that lineage has been, you could trace Queen Elizabeth's ancestry back to fucking Louis the fucking whatever and Charlemagne and you look at like where did the royal family start oh my god the fucking 13 12 1100s like it's insane that it has been going on that long and when you look at the queen now what you're really doing is looking at your history you are looking at we might think that we're this new thing we got England is not what England was 200 years ago 300 years ago 1000 years ago but it's like you know what we still have that connection to that and as a country that's important mm-hmm. and i almost envy that i envy that great britain's celebrity culture is more centered around their own personal history and and what makes them unified versus our celebrity culture, which is based around what, what, who's like we? It's almost enviable. 
Mm-hmm. It's so in that way, it's hard for me as an American to say this is so stupid. Why do you care? When in reality, a British person could be like, dude, y- you literally had an entire week talking about Adam Levine's DMs, <laughs> and now it you're shitting. Funny. It was funny, <laughs> <laughs> much like. No, I'm just much kidding. like all the dead queen tweets. <laughs> no, but you're you're a fan of you're a fan of the now late queen, I guess, huh? Mm. You're a fan of her now. Not necessarily a fan. I'm just a fan of the the idea. I am. I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. I respect. I respect culture, okay. and I respect that. Like, like I think it's dope that like. When Indian people get married, they wear like the fucking like garb and shit. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I think it's dope when I go. So you have like a deep respect for the queen now. I have a deep respect for the for the idea of a queen. Okay. I don't know anything about Queen Elizabeth. I I, I know that she's apparently cool. Um, she you know I don't fucking know. It's cool that she reigned reigned from 1952 or whatever. Like that's a fucking long ass time, and like. That's dope. But more so, I have a respect for the institution. And when I say respect, it doesn't even mean that I like it. Because you can dislike someone and still respect them. Point in case, going back full circle, I respect Putin. (laughs) I respect Putin. Do I like him? I don't think so. Doesn't sound like a great dude. But I tell you what, um... You know what? When you're in a UFC fight and you're fighting a dude, um, the biggest mistake you can make is not respecting them. You could hate them all you want, but if you don't respect them enough to treat them as a worthy adversary, that's usually when you get your ass kicked. Yeah. So you, it is foolish. I guess like, so what you're respecting is how dangerous they are. I'm respecting that this guy, yes, well. You're not I, respecting Putin for invading Ukraine. and Yes, absolutely. All, and blowing up the pipeline to the UK. Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> it's like, at the same time, it's like respect comes down to putting yourself in someone else's shoes. Mm. And I think that ultimately, like you can, again, you can disagree with someone. Like that's the classic American thing. It's like. I don't like what you're saying and I don't agree with what you're saying, but I respect your right to say it. See, respect goes deeper than personal opinion. Respect is like, yeah, I don't like the fact that he's taking measures to fuck with my life in terms of fucking with our fuel supply and blah, 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 blah. I also don't like the fact that our own leaders are making that possible. Um, But more so, I respect the fact that if i was in his shoes i'm making the right moves Mm. you know what i mean like he's about his shit you know and it's like if just going back to the fighting metaphor it's like if you don't look at the guy who's fighting you and go like this guy is a good fighter like he's a good fighter you don't want to walk into the national the fucking world championship heavyweight fight and go this guy's a fucking chump i didn't even i fucking got wasted last night i got wasted last night this guy sucks i don't like this guy then you get knocked out you go in and be like, I trained for this for fucking three months because this guy's fucking good. I'm just hoping that I'm slightly better, you know? So when it comes to respect, it's like, yeah, I fucking respect Putin. I respect people that were kind of like, like even like you talk about, like uh, I watched a documentary on Robert E. Lee recently, the general for the Confederate Army. And he was like a highly decorated American general for the, for the United States. He was from Virginia. And when the 
here was the ironic thing about the whole situation with that. And it really does, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's one of my favorite uh, examples of just understanding people's mindsets and understanding that people's decisions aren't necessarily a mark of who they are uh, at all the time. Um, he was a highly decorated union general. When the Civil War broke out, he was faced with a massive conflict, which was, he's an American, yes, but he's also a Virginian. And his homeland, his people, are going to war. Is he going to fight against his hometown? Is he going to bring an army into the town that he grew up in and burn it down? Mm -hmm. Is he going to shoot at his neighbors? So he had this massive conflict of being like, look, dude, I don't want this war to happen. And he eventually came to the decision. He was like, yeah, I'm an American, but I'm, an a Virgin I'm a Virginian first. And what's ironic about that is I'm pretty sure I, this could be wrong. This could be an embellishment or a sen uh, sensationalized, but I'm pretty sure I don't think he owned slaves. And I'm pretty sure the general for the Union Army kind of did or something mm -hmm. like that. It was something where like the guy that fought for the good side was actually like, you know, like also kind of a piece of shit, too. It just mattered like what side they were on. Um, don't quote me on that. All I'm basically getting at is like one of my least favorite takes on the Civil War when people look about like, oh, why did, you know, all these fucking pieces of shit in Alabama were fighting for slavery? It's like, no. Yeah, Robert, Lee, Robert E. Lee went down in history as a traitor. Yes. <laughs> so like, yeah. if but all it, this is true, this is groundbreaking. Well, yes, he went down in history as a traitor. Yes, but not really because also... He was honored with full honors when he died by the United States government. Like when he surrendered at Appomattox, which is also a great Civil War story, the Civil War began and ended in the same guy's backyard. It's hmm. true. The first shots of the Civil War were fired in this dude's backyard in like Virginia or something. And when they eventually, like five years later, they met in that same dude's house, Ulysses S. Grant and Robert E. Lee. Because middle initials were huge back then. Mm -hmm. They met in that same guy's house and signed the treaty. And Robert E. Lee came in in full fucking military garb. And Ulysses S. Grant came in in like sweats. <laughs> with fucking FUBU sweats. And he was like, all right, dude, we, you surrendering or what? And at the end, they shook hands. The fucking Union military escorted him out. And it was an honorable surrender. This is another thing that people of modern day don't understand. Honor. Honor. Honor in losing and honor in winning. Yes, you fought a valiant fight. Many people died, many of whom were not fighting because they were evil. Your average guy, I cannot stress this enough and I will never stop saying this, your average guy in Alabama, and like I drove through uh, Virginia on the way to uh, Miami a month ago and there are places in Virginia in 2022 that I would be surprised that they have internet. Yeah. It's insane how fucking detached from the the world that we're living in they are. And that's not a knock on them because in many ways they're probably happier. And this isn't me doing that typical like urbanite city guy thing being like, oh, these fucking like unevolved stupid idiots in the fucking flyover. It's like, no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that like it's a different world. Imagine that 170 years ago. Take that same place in Virginia in 2022 and now subtract 170 years. And yeah. now you're talking about a place that's so far removed from what's going on in New York City. It takes it's a fucking one week horse ride to fucking New York City. They don't fucking know what's going on up there. 
They don't know what's going on in fucking Florida. Or you know, Florida was a fucking state, barely at that point. It's like they are just involved in what's going on in their community. They might get a newspaper that says, North's fucking with us. We're going to war. And they just go, and all your fucking neighborhood friends are like, dude, yeah, they're they're like the fucking North is coming down. They just burned down Richmond. They're coming down to our fucking city. They're burning us next. Like, what are we going to do? We got to fight back. So they all fucking enlist and fight for their home. They fight for their country. That's not a bunch of fucking poor people that somehow managed to own slaves fighting for slavery. The average person doesn't own slaves. Let me wake up call for most people. If you don't currently have a housekeeper in your home in, in Roland Park, you would not have owned slaves. Now, I'm sorry, you don't. If you're just a dude who rents an apartment, I don't, you could have been the most racist person ever. You don't have a slave. <laughs> Didn't mean you had money. <laughs> Didn't mean you had money. Just being racist doesn't make you rich. Surprisingly. At least not now. <laughs> at least not now. <laughs> hey, you're racist. Here's some money. No, that's not how it works. So the average person, the overwhelming majority of people that put on a gray uniform and fought for the South were just people who were fighting for the guy next to them and their family at home and their mother and father and their neighborhood and the place they grew up with and the fucking farmland that they've been fucking raising by themselves without the help of slaves every fucking day. So it is incredibly stupid and short-sighted to then look back in history. And I use the same metaphor for even Nazi Germany. It's like, look, are we suddenly supposed to believe that fucking one million people or whatever in Germany are just evil people? Or was it a bunch of people just doing what they thought was right for them at the moment to, to preserve themselves and their family and blah, 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 blah. So when you look at history that way, it's easier to understand A, context, and B, the idea of respect. Because right now, if Maryland went to war for some, let's take any fucking issue. Let's Let's say that a civil war started over abortion. Whatever, fine, who cares? Abortion. Now, Maryland is a blue state. Maryland would probably side with the pro-choice side of this metaphorical civil war we're doing. I personally don't have a strong opinion either way. I'm not willing to die on either hill. Like, you know, we've talked about abortion ad nauseum on this podcast. We both have similar views on it in terms of like, you know, there's a limit, basically. That's my stance. There's a fucking limit. Um, so am I willing to pick up a gun and kill somebody for the, for the right to choose or the right not to choose? Not really. But given that I'm in a blue state, um, if fucking South Carolina started marching up here and shooting at the record theater, mm -hmm. I'm fucking fighting for Maryland. I'm fighting, I guess, for pro-choice. Not because I care that much, but because you, you just tried to play burn there down. eventually. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to play there. You just tried to burn down Towson Best, dude. Get the fuck that's, out of my town. That would be the last straw for me. That would you'd have to fight. So that's what it is. That's what it is. It's not just a bunch of evil people. So look, Putin, Russians, give them some goddamn respect, dude. They're putting up a solid fight. You got to give them that. You got to give them that. Now that being said. Putin starts walking down Joppa Road. Gloves are coming off, baby. Gloves he are coming off. He's going down Michael Phelps' way. <laughs> oh! Shit is over. <laughs> game over. When you uh, when you got a dip for your gig. What time is it? I haven't looked at the time. It's uh, 7.30. Oh, it's probably shit. soon. Probably right? soon. Yeah, I got a dip. Um, Guys, 
if your ears still work after me yelling at you. <laughs> yelling at you. Respect the South. <laughs> Respect Putin. <laughs> uh, if your ears still work, um, thanks for tuning in for yet another installment of the Live from the Studio podcast. Uh, it is the last day of September. Somebody wake up, Green Day. <laughs> Um, which now means that next week we're kicking off our coveted Spooktober series. Mm. That's right. Four October episodes culminating in what I hope winds up being another... The scariest the podcast, scariest podcast ever. ever. If you play this podcast in reverse, <laughs> just listen to what we're saying. No, um, I would like to do a second uh, round of our what I would like to be yearly tradition of the Halloween Power Hour, dude. Mm. If we could get that going for our Halloween episode and have a little spooktober kind of thing going up to it. Not saying that we're going to really theme it that way, but you know, it's an episode in October. You can't help that it's in October. Maybe subconsciously our topics might become a little spooky. Mm-hmm. Or not. Who knows? Might get a little creepy. Might get a little creepy. Uh, maybe not spooky. Definitely creepy. Creepy and hopefully in the scary way. In a scary way. <laughs> I'd rather be creepy in a, no, I'd rather be scary in a creepy way than creepy, creepy in a in scary, a scary way. <laughs> <laughs> I think both are probably bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one sounds on the context. way worse. <laughs> um, as far as plugs on my end, gotta flip the old calendar here. Obviously about to dip over to this September thirtieth Friday Valley Inn gig that you've now missed. No other gigs this week, and coming up next week to close out, to open up the first week of October, Perennial, every Tuesday in Towson, 5 to 8.30. That's Tuesday, October 4th, and every Tuesday. Also, if you are a Jew, that is apparently Yom Kippur, Mm. and my calendar says it begins at sunset, which means that you can come to Perennial from 5 until sunset, and then uh, leave. Yeah, and And sunset around what is that the fourth you said on the fourth yes that'll sunset will probably be maybe 5 30 5 30 so come through make sure you leave all your lights on before you leave (laughs) don't start a tab yeah 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 don't definitely don't start a tab (laughs) i know i don't have to tell you guys that all right just pay the first time you don't have to worry about getting the, the check later uh october 6th thursday october 6th i'm coming back to walker's tap and table in glenwood um Kind of a far drive, but when I played there yesterday, uh, one of the waitresses was like, oh my God, I saw your band at the horse last week. And I was like, you guys come there? Cool. Okay, cool. They made a, a hike. Yeah, a hike, dude. It's 45 minutes. It's no joke. I mean, look, it's still technically, I guess, it's 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 very on the line between Baltimore Metro and DC Metro. They didn't have the Orioles game on. They had the Nats game on. So that's how I look at it. Um, and then, you know, this is a week of repeats. Basically, if you missed last week, Everything I did last week is happening again this week. I played at Perennial last week. I'm there this week. I played at Walker's last week. I'm there this week. I played at Valley Inn last week. I'm back there again this coming Friday, October 7th. This Ooh. time, just me, 5 to 8. My first Friday of the month residency at Valley Inn, 5 to 8. It's getting cold. Let me say one thing. Uh, fall understood the assignment. The second, the last day of summer ended... The weather was like, dude, we're getting cold. Yeah, we're driving I mean, it was, 20 degrees. It was immediate. Instantly. I, I was at the beach until like 7 p.m. every day two weeks ago. And now it's like I can't even imagine opening up the store. Yeah. 
Um, and then yeah, a, I'm cold in here right now. Yeah, I know. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. I'm almost going to return this AC. Um, and then uh, last but not least, of course, Saturday, October 8th, fulfilling my, well, it's not technically the first Saturday, but I'm attending a wedding tomorrow, which is the first Saturday of October. So we bumped it up a week. Usually first Saturdays at Nacho Mama's in Towson. This month, it's going to be Saturday, October 8th. Some would even say the second Saturday. A second Saturday spooktacular at Nacho Mama's in Towson from 4 to 7. Uh, at Jimmy Selesky, uh, at Sophomore MD. I swear to God we have a new single coming out. It's coming out this month. We just, we're finishing up the album art right now. I heard it. It's good. Eric heard it. It's real, guys. It's real. It's a real single. I'm not just making this shit up. Um, Eric, what do you guys got coming out? Okay. You guys, you and you. Hey, you guys. Uh, just follow me at Eric Glazer on everything. And of course, follow the podcast at LFTS Podcast all across the board. But of course. But of course. Till next week, folks. Yeah. See you guys next week. Peace. Peace.